so nice to have you. Welcome to this new episode of the Venezuelan Diaspora Project, where we will be walking around Barcelona, getting to know some awesome places that you can visit when you come. And you'll get to meet Juan Andres Latouf, who's an entrepreneur in the restaurant business. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Venezuela Diaspora Project from Barcelona, España. <laughs> we have my good friend Juan Andres Latouf, founder of Chibubos. Yes. Chibubos. Chibubos. Yeah, that's right. Bienvenido a Barcelona, Juan. <laughs> so let's start with how you started the venture and tell us what it is. I came here probably nine years ago. Uh, it was quite an adventure. I, I just first came here because I fell in love with the city. I, and that was before or after you lived in the U.S.? That was after. After you went to the first U.S.? Of, yeah. I basically went to the U.S. in 2000. Went to college there for, for about two years in, uh, in West Palm Beach and the FCI, fully the culinary institute. And uh, spent seven years in the U.S. working in restaurants uh, in South Beach, well, Miami mostly, Sunny Isles. And then uh, went back to Venezuela, had my own company. Uh, catering company and also a uh, small restaurant in the city. Uh, and then decided to come here to Barcelona nine years ago. Worked for a really big group here, restaurant group. It's called Grupo Tragaluz here in Barcelona. So what is Chibos and what do, you, what do you guys do? Uh, we do American specialties, comfort food, you know, sandwiches, typical sandwiches and burgers from the U.S. Uh, you know, we do Popo sandwich, Philly cheese steak, pulled pork. Um, we do burgers. And we combine that with craft beer, which is, you know, those are the main two things. And, and just one restaurant? No, we got, we got three here in Barcelona, and then we got a, a recent one we opened in Valencia. And we're about to open uh, another one in, in a big mall here, close to, uh, to Barcelona. It's a little bit outside, but it's one of the biggest malls in, in, in Spain. Actually, the second, the second biggest one in, in Spain. Uh, so that'll be five. Planning to have six or close this year for six six units. So, so Juan. Uh, so by the way, Juan is the Juan, Juan and I went to school together in high school, and I remember you were the first person in our class who started working like, uh -huh. right yep. after high school. You just exactly. went right into it. As as soon as we we you know we finished school, I I jumped. I wanted to see if, if you know if cooking was my thing really because I've always you know dreamed about it. And I think I think it was my mom. She she found she, she found a uh, like kind of a internship in, in Hotel Intercontinental in Valencia. Valencia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was that was for about three months. Uh, they you know I worked probably 16 hours a day, no pay, nothing, but I just I totally I, I fell it, in love right. with it, you know. I get to know the city. I try to you know talk to providers. I started to talk to people in their you know restaurant business, having their inputs on you know what people like. I, I had a, a, a really a small blog, uh, you know, personal blog, you know, and, and that blog was for me. I was writing and, you know, taking pictures. It, it was all about the uh, dining experience in Barcelona uh, combined with music. I was always talking about music and also, you know, what, you know, Barcelona, the, the, the Barcelona dining experience was all about. So that gave me, uh, you know, an insight of, you know, the things that we were missing, concept that, you know, that at the time uh, was, was were not available, you know? So, uh, Chibus for me was a concept that it took me away from, you know, high-end cuisine, which is mm -hmm. I always did, you know, uh, like it's fine like, dining restaurants. I just want to do that. Our first, uh, the first restaurant that we found that we liked 
in order to you know get it and you know build it into chibugos. Uh, I went to the bank. I prepare um, a business plan for for the bank. I you know I had no record in terms of loans or anything, so it was, it was quite difficult at the time. But you know I, I basically convinced the, the the bank manager and I said you know what this this project is going to happen for them here in Spain, which is you know is something that helped us a lot. Is that people don't they're not used to you know build. Uh, business plans to uh, to detail. I mean, so basically, for them was you know I was I was proving them that the concept was going to work. And, the first one? Barrio like Gracia. Yeah, Gracia is the name of the. And by the way, we're walking towards one of the restaurants in La, Ra La Rambla. La Rambla. It's close La Ramblas. to Las Ramblas. It's uh, the the neighborhood is called Raval. And the one in Las Ramblas is the second one. That's the second one. Yeah, second that we opened that a year and a half after we we had the first one. Yeah. So tell us about the initial reception of when you first opened up. Was it what it you was, expected? Was it more than you it was, expected? It was. It was more. I think we got uh, we got lucky in terms of timing. It was a perfect timing. Barcelona was a city that was already opening to new concept and mm. to the whole idea of an Is American 2016? concept. 2016. No. What's that? The, what year was the first one? Oh, uh, 2014. 14. Got yeah. It. And it's been, uh, it's been a while, yeah. Seven yeah years. It's been, uh, 2020 doesn't count. 2020 is a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, it was it was over the top. Which we, this way. <laughs> it was over the top. Uh, we the first month was you know obviously no one knew anything about us, but after one month we got one review from one guy. Uh, in the newspaper. In the newspaper. This there's this, uh, there's a magazine here called Time Out. Well, you actually got it in. Also, they have it uh, in New York and in London and also it's for here. It's foodies, like for people who are looking for... Well, it's, it's about everything. It's about the city, it's about concerts, it's about food, it's about many things. And the title was uh, said, the best the best pork in the world. Uh, mm. the, the guy tried the uh, pulled pork that we Which had. Which way are we going? This way. Yeah. The, uh, the guy tried the pulled pork and he said, you know, I've never tried anything like this. Because I combined the whole pulled pork uh, tradition with the... Uh, Cochinillo, which is a, is a way to cook a, a pork here in Barcelona. I kind of combine, combine both, so our pulled pork has a differentiation in terms of it's crispy in the outside and then tender inside. And it's, it's, it's a little per, uh, particular in terms of uh, how we present it. We've been involved with delivery uh, since forever. You know, the first, uh, we were the first restaurant and the first uh, marketplace that, you know, that started in Barcelona uh, probably five years ago. With deliveries? Yeah. Did you start with this Globo, Globo, with Uber Eats? Well, first of all, uh, Uber came in with the uh, really awesome idea, but I think it was the way they were here, they were here way too early. Mm. Uh, people were not ready for that idea. It's just basically they would order ahead of time, probably, you know, 40 sandwiches and they would go out and, you know, and sell it, you know, like, uh, and, in the exact moment that people were ordered, they would take it to you in less than 10 minutes. Mm. Uh, so they were trying to do... They had cars all over the city. Preempt the orders yeah, exactly. so that they could give it to you fast. Exactly. Right? And we were the first one and the last one to stay with them when the when the whole thing just fell off because actually we, we, we were doing uh, really good sales with them. Mm. Then uh, they left. They had the whole... We already, you know, we, we were a really good position in terms of delivery. So that helped us a lot. I, th I remember the first day when when we first got the news and you know the the government said we're gonna we're gonna close everything for the next three months mm -hmm. probably that was the, the day that i that i've worked the most in the past i don't know five years i started thinking yeah i sat down in my house and i spent probably two weeks thinking trying to figure out which one which way it was going to be the best way for us to to pivot to 
take advantage of the situation because, you know, like I always say to my team, you know, uh, we, c we have to work on whatever we can influence. Mm -hmm. Everything else, you need to analyze it and, you know, you know it's there. You, you know, you, you, you have to be aware of it. But, but if you, you can't influence, then exactly, don't focus just on it. Yeah. Don't touch it, don't worry about it, just work on you know, whatever you, ha you have in your hands. Focus on the things you can control. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's what we did. We, we did great sales in terms of delivery for the first two months because everyone closed and we stayed open. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, four four months uh, in the whole COVID situation, uh, restaurants started to you know, realize that they needed to do delivery. Mm. But I was already ahead, I was doing delivery you know, probably three years before that. So I knew everything about it. Right. And, and I just, they're just, you know, uh, it was like, you know, a, a rocket. We, we started, you know, building new ideas, trying to think about, well, this is, this is a new thing. Delivery now, it's sending in a lot, low, a, a lot faster. I mean, the, the delivery business was growing in Spain, like huge. I mean, it was the past three years, it's been crazy how, how you know, delivery has, has gone to the roof. So uh, the uh, COVID just, you know, Excellent. Inventor ourselves, we focus a little more in terms of delivery now. We do have like 50 and 50 at this point because we still, you know, like so doing, as you can see so here in Barcelona, doing we're still the close. same amount of deliveries as like. In no, we person. do more delivery. Yeah, we, well, actually, I said 50 50 because now uh, sales has gone has gone up a little bit in the in past person. month and a half. But well, you can uh, see it. Look at all the people in the street. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I have three one, three yeah. projects. I. One is called, well, actually, Chivuos is uh -huh. our main one. one. Then uh, we've got Downtown Collective, which is a, a new project that we're doing in, in the mall that I was talking to you about. It's a, you know, it's a huge space, and we came together as, as, uh, as, as one company with five brands, five mm. really recognized brands. In so the you're city. doing partnership with other brands? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. And uh, we are five restaurants, really well-known well uh, restaurants in the uh, street food scene. And we got this project, which is, you know, it's about to open in a month, in a month and a half or so. And now we, we came up with this idea, it's called Cloud Town, Cloud Town Brands. It's, it's a company that was born uh, two months before COVID-19. And COVID-19 was the perfect window for us to, it was, it was you know, mar marketing time for us. It's just, you know, fronts that do not uh, serve people they directly. They It's just, yeah, they just do delivery. Mm -hmm. And you can have uh, multi-brands, you can have many brands in one kitchen and being operated by, you know, uh, one, one single operator. Uh, but basically, uh, it's, it's a delivery-focused business. So basically, what you do is, you know, you put brands in the kitchen, you, with, you know, with doors closed, and you just have market marketplace or you know, own channels to sell your food. That we call, we like to call digital because we, we, you know, we're mixing, we're mixing, you know, phys physical business, you know, the front store and everything with, with digital, you know, with digital tools. Like you know, you, you can order online. You're you have the kitchen exactly. Business. So what yeah. we do is, we basically, every time someone walks into a restaurant and orders. He, you know, he download, downloads the app, have mm -hmm. the whole service, and then he can take that experience to his house uh, by delivery. You need to be humble. You need to come here and work your ass off and demonstrate who you are. Uh, if you bluff, if you, I don't know, if you're too, uh, if your ego takes over you, maybe people won't, you know, won't, won't open their arms. And Barcelona has a, um, has a thing where you, Either it accepts you and and you know, and, and you know, open its arms to you, or it just close it and just kicking kick you in the butt and just so there's no middle ground. You no no middle ground. People either love it or hate it, and most of them loved it. I mean, uh, I've I've had friends you know who hated it because you know that you know they don't like Catalans, their clothes, blah blah blah, it, but their attitude wasn't the right one when it, when they first got here. So for me, it's been 
the opposite. This, since the first day I got here, I have Catalan friends. I have people, you know, from from all, you know, life, all yeah. over the yeah. world that you know that live here. It's a really open mind city. It's a city that you know you need to be open in order to fit in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, Juan. Uh, so tell me about your your journey as a as a manager. So you started off in the first restaurant with how many employees? We were uh, four. Four. And how yeah. many are you now? We have uh, 35 in, in 35. Chibos. Yeah. 35. 35. So tell me like the toughest lesson you've learned. Well, we have 35 in, 35 in Chibos and then we got 30 more in Cloud Town right now. So 60 point. overall. 65 overall, yeah. So tell me the things that you've learned uh, along the way. Things, either tough lessons or easy lessons. Well, tough uh, lessons. Things you, things you wish you knew, things you have learned along things the I've way. Things I've learned. Uh, Productivity, it's been the main the main thing that I've learned so far at this Productivity. point. Productivity, okay. Yeah, because you need to all the time think out of the box. If you're in the restaurant business, and I would think probably anyone who wants to jump in and have their own company and rely on, you know, human resources, uh, we are in the training business. Uh, when I say training business, it's because you need to understand that as a leader or as, you know, as an owner, you have to train your people train every them. single day and you have to repeat that all over and that's your main job i mean mm -hmm. they they are they are my clients and and their clients is the one i used to think they so were you're serving with. through them exactly yeah. and those are the ones who are on the floor every single day uh you know knowing the people that comes in doing you know cook doing the preparations cooking doing services so if i don't treat them well if i don't train them well um, I, I cannot expect them to do a good job and, and I cannot expect uh, for me to be successful in terms of you know, my business. What's something you wish you'd have done differently as a manager as you've grown? Oof, uh, I could say many things, but uh, at this point in the past year, I would say, I've, uh, you know, I, I figured that, that everything has been a, a learning process and I, and I had to go through it. Because mm -hmm. I mean, there's not, there are no learning by doing. There's not such there, thing. Oh. no no shortcuts in terms <laughs> of you know uh, learning what to do and what not to do. And I still you know we still have a lot to learn. Oh, this is awesome. This actually, you can see uh, there's a huge, you know, if, if you walk just that way, there's a huge park. It's called Parla Ciutadella, mm -hmm. and it's amazing. It's where you know people actually. There's Adam's, a zoo there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's there's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. So when you, you think, come to Barcelona, you go to Chivos, have burger, and then come to the. Oh, you could do that. Park. That would be a great plan, actually. <laughs> so I'm experimenting with these interviews walking around. Hopefully, I'm doing a good job of filming. <laughs> I'm pretty, but I do think I'm there's something sure about walking that gets you talking a lot more comfortably than course, like sitting in, in a close You're space. You're looking around, you see people, you see, you know, you see stuff, you get to know the city. It's always good. Yeah. Like how did you become a chef? How, how did you get into it? Wow. And your story before when you went to Venezuela, when you lived in Venezuela. So yeah. how old were you when you left? Uh, well, the, the first, I got the idea of becoming a chef when I was around 11 years old, I guess. Yeah. 11, 12, yeah. I, was, I used to see. The, I used to watch this program in Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. It was called um, Cocina de Clase Mundial. That was the name of the program in Spanish. <laughs> and then uh, it was just basically two hands cooking and one guy, you know, doing the narrative and then just talking about what the guy was doing. And uh, I fell in love with the idea. But uh, you know, at the time I was, you know, I was a kid, so I thought, you know, maybe, you know, chef, 
it, it, they were not uh, making a, a living out of it, or it was just not not well paid, or you know. Yeah, it I wasn't have, perceived as a profession that you would like exactly. being a doctor or exactly. So uh, I then you know I then I, I remember once being in in the beach and talking to my mom, and you know I I don't know why we start, we started talking about it and. And I asked her about it, and I said, you know, I would love to be a, a cook, but uh, I think I, I, I will not make any money out of it. And my and mom was key on it. My mom said, you know what, go for it. I think that's a great idea. It's different. You know, you need to break with the whole, you know, classic, uh, yeah, you know, ideas of having a job or whatever. And she, she was, uh, you know, she was all over for it. And, and we basically started, you know, looking around for, you know, schools and, and at the time we're talking 98 probably. 1998. It, yeah, there were no schools or anything close to, I don't know, 20 years ago. Barcelona was the city where everything was happening in terms of cooking. I mean, Spain was taking over. Well, obviously, obviously France was, it's been always, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the, the big scene of culinary, yeah. but uh, I think it, it, it moved a little bit to, uh, to Spain and, you know, Ferran Adrià was the, the big guy uh -huh. who, you know, actually brought all the attention to Catalonia and Barcelona. He's What's the name of the guy? Ferran Adria. Ferran Adria. It's been, he was a, you know, number one cook in, in, uh, in the world. If you ask me, I've never been a fan of, you know, uh, who's the best yeah, cook in yeah. the world. I just, <laughs> I, I just like an idea. I like, I like, you know, what, what a guy does, what right. does with, with so his concept. And, we made it somewhere. Where are we? Where is this place? Okay, this is Via Yetana. Mm -hmm. And uh, right here you got the here for, Palau de uh, Musica, which is in the back. Uh -huh. It's one of it's huge and it's awesome. La Itana, it's having La Itana. La Itana, see, sí, La Itana. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a main avenue. Uh, as soon as we we pass by that uh that's uh, that walk over there, you'll see the uh, the avenue going down. It's uh -huh. it's beautiful, and actually it gets you to the uh, to the beach. I mean, you'll oh, see got it, got it, got you'll got see it. the beach from here. Yeah. Woo! Glow. And so. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he reinvented uh, cuisine in many ways. He discovered many ways to uh, do things differently. Uh, he touched the ingredients, he separated the ingredients, he uh, reanalyzed everything and he just, he rewrote the whole culinary book. book. Right, right. So he, he brought the attention to Spain and mainly got Barcelona. It, it. And, yeah, so. Juan, what is this thing in, the, in this building? Like those eyes? Actually, you know what? I don't. I don't really know. I've I've seen it many times. I never asked. It's probably like a night thing. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's, this is not a bad place to work, Juan. No, not at all. Yeah. This is well, awesome. this is actually. Do you this get is a, a lot of tourists here? Like, oh, yeah, of course. Here. Well, now, now this is empty. But of you know, course. Yeah. a year before this, you cannot walk. I mean, here you could not walk. Yeah, at all. I remember. So, oh look, cannabis shop. All the, everywhere. Nice. Do they now actually sell weed? No, they do. Just... No, it's uh, you know, seeds for you know. Uh, planting weed or... I think here you have to be in a club. You have to be in a club, exactly. Right, right, you right. have to be in a club and then uh, you basically get a... Uh, you have permission to get two... Yeah, you can have two, um, two weed... Uh, two plants. Uh, two plants in your house and that's legal. Uh, okay? This is Paseo El Angel. It's one of the, the, the expensive uh, streets in Spain, actually. To have a store, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And well, as you can see, it's, it's empty and... But this, I mean, it's never seen this city, I mean, so empty, never. This should be like the crowdest zone ever.
Está también. Yeah. Yeah. ¿Estamos cerca? Ah, we're close to it, yeah. This is Las Ramblas. Las Ramblas? Yeah. Okay, esto es seguramente This is Las Ramblas. It's called Las Ramblas because, you know, Rambla is like a very common thing here in, in Spain. So you have like Las Ramblas, I, I, I don't know the exact names, but you got Las Ramblas so here. I was uh, told this is like the Times Square of Barcelona. Yeah, and this is not even a quarter or maybe less well, it's, there's than a lot there's no more. Yeah. Like I said before, you, at this time, you probably you cannot work, yeah. um, you cannot walk at all. So, so why did you open the second packed. one here? Because of uh, traffic? Well, we got we found a, a good opportunity. We wanted to try a new, a new neighborhood. We wanted to see how it was to be in a touristic area. Got it. Because the first good one traffic, was uh, right? yeah, good traffic. exactly. The first one was uh, it was very uh, local oriented, and now this one is a lot more touristic. Right. Obviously, we've been you know for did us you... it's been really hard with this one uh, after oh, because, COVID nineteen. Right, yeah, because. Right. This, went a, away. this one wasn't local, this is mostly touristic, right? Well, we right. got, uh, I would say, before COVID, it was like 50-50. Uh -huh. I would say maybe 50 tourism, 50 locals. Because, you know, no, locals don't, don't normally come here because there's too many people all the time, right, too right, many right. tourists, Again, so they go New away New Yorkers don't go to Times Square. Exactly, so exactly. It's the same thing. So did, when same you thing. created this store, was there stuff that you did differently from the, from the first one? In terms uh, of the same concept, same thing? No, we, we kept it, you know, we, we did a, a, a copy of it, of, okay. of the sort copy of the paste, one. Yeah. yeah, but now we're changing stuff. Now, actually, I'm going the other way. I think every local, I mean, every restaurant has to have its, its own, own theme, soul, right, its right. own, you know, feeling. Actually, we're, we're going here towards a little more, uh, you know, we're adding some, some veggie options because, you know, the neighborhood is asking for it. We're going to open for brunch uh, next month. We're doing American brunch, Saturdays and Sundays, and we're doing the same thing we do as American specialties, but we, you know, we now we're, we're touching a little of the, the brunch area. Nice. Yeah, as you can see, there's, you know. Uh, is that it? Yeah, no, we got, we, we got terrazas, no. Mine is, is that one on the corner right nice. there. Ah, uh, people eating outside. Yeah, this is, this is Grupo Tragaluz. This is a group I worked for when I first got here. Um, we finally made it, all right? We've been walking for 50 minutes. We did. And we finally made it. I think I did the whole interview already. Uh, oh, this Tell is my grandma, my grandma here. Eating. This is funny. Saludemos. Sí. Hola. Qué casualidad. Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo está? Chubeto, un placer. Mi mamá, Chubeto. No habíamos conocido, qué lo que era. Hola, mucho gusto, Chubeto. El hijo de Bolívar, Chubeto. Aquí está. El hijo de Bolívar, Chubeto. El hermano de Chamanecho, la gente ahora conoce a mi hermano, no me conoce a mí. Sí. Estamos caminando, estoy mostrando el local. Estamos caminando grabando, aquí estamos grabando audio y video. Grabando. Para no. ponerlo en internet. Para ponerlo en internet. Claro, yo sé, es panita. Mira, voy a parar aquí. How do you see this thing evolving? What's going to happen in the future, next five years? With Chibu next five years. Thing? I think, well, in my, uh, with my business? Life. With life. I Which think many this? things are going back to normal, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ask me maybe three months three months ago, I would say that many things would, uh, uh, were going to change. But I've seen, as, as you know, with, you know, evolving in terms of, you know, the vaccine and, you know, uh, restaurants being open more time and, you know, uh, you know, politics just trying to get back get us back to normal 
I've seen that people want to, you know, want to hang out. People want to go out. People want to, you know, have a normal life that they used, and you know, same life they used to have before COVID. So I think many things are gonna uh, be a part of this new reality. But in terms of, you know, maybe um, technology, as you can see, people now are used to, you know, uh, QR, QR Is that an order codes in? and so things are going digital. Yeah, I think a lot more things are going with digital. Uh, people are more open to. I mean, a year before. People were, uh, they were not open to use a uh, QR code at all. They didn't want to. Now you can use that and, you know, actually data now plays a bigger role mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, your, uh, and whatever you want to do and your strategy in terms of, you know, your, your company. So you can check, you can keep track of everything. You can, you can be a lot more in touch with, you know, customers. You can see how many, how many people comes in and where are they coming from. You can do, you know, many things with it so uh, that's one of the things that i think is, is, is staying and delivery business is going is growing a lot faster people find out the delivery because i think delivery it's competing against uh kitchens not restaurants okay so delivery it's competing a lot more against me wanting to cook in my house right, on friday right. night because mm -hmm. I, I still want to go out i still want to go to restaurants i still right. want to do you know staff outside because we're you know we're social animals right but then uh, delivery is that option that you know keeps, keeps me away from cooking and having to do my dishes and, right, right. and all that. So that's that's the main thing here. So I think you still got the best of what worked and and coffee just accelerated everything. I don't think we'll go back to normal. Okay. I think that will so things will change again, but they will not change to the way things were before. Okay. We, we were already in like this massive shift okay. towards like a digital economy mm -hmm. already. And COVID accelerated it. Okay. So, for example, in education, I don't think that we'll go back to kids going well, to school that's every true. day. That's right? yeah, That's that's one aspect. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the, the the businesses that have been impacted the most, food, obviously, education by yeah. far, and totally. retail, right? Yeah. I don't think we will go back to retail in the, the same way that it was before. No. At all, no. right? People are already accustomed to buying everything online. And if you want to have a retail business, you better create an experience or a reason for people to come. Yeah. Not just because they come for the product. So that's why, that's my sense that we're not going to go back to normal. Okay. At all. I right? feel you. I, I, feel I think you. that in, in food, now you're going to have this massive, I, I think you're on top of it, massive shift towards delivery, right? Because you don't think that people are going to go back to. Okay. So, you know? Well, here, here, I think here in Spain, uh, people are resisting a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, you know, obviously has evolved a lot if you compare it, you know, uh, before COVID. Mm -hmm. But it, the people people are going back to many things. Uh, but obviously, you know, technology is playing a big role here. And then obviously, I think many things are going to stay. I don't know how, how big uh, of a change we're going to have in the next few months, but obviously I think we're going to get there. Uh, you have to think that, you know, Spain is always behind. So whatever you're seeing in the right. U.S., I don't. you know what's funny? Funny that, you know, it also depends on uh, geographic and, and, you know, for example, here in, in Barcelona, everything's mm -hmm. really close and everything is really uh, accessible. You have supermarkets every two blocks. Okay. Oh, right, right, the local supermarket. Yeah. So everything is, is a little different because of that. And basically, uh, people are a little more resistant of the idea of having someone uh, bringing stuff in. Right. Uh, the main thing here is that you, you oh, think about... Oh, because you have the local... You, you know, yeah, it's relationship-based. It's, it's amazing, yeah. but 60% of the Spanish population, uh, population mm -hmm. still orders through a phone. They don't use an app. They don't use Amazon. They don't 60%. know what Amazon is. 60%. Wow of the whole population. So that gives you 
the margin of growth that we still have in terms of yeah, right, right. a fine. lot of green. Yeah, there's still got a lot. But, but I think it's also growing. because there's a lot of there's a big. Um, how should I say this? The population pyramid is different, right? So you have a lot more people older than 60, right? And millennials exactly. are not. In terms of percentage, I think it's slower in, in Spain, And culture right? here is different. You need to think also that you know here are you know the population is a lot more older, right? And they're less kids, kids. I mean, there's Europe is a is an it's old, old, it's an old, yeah. old country, yeah. That's why they depend on immigrants. Yeah, exactly. The economy. And that's why this is such a good uh, spot to be in yeah. if you want to you know do new stuff and bring new ideas because you're always in the past. So if you go to U.S. or you go to London, mm -hmm. you're going to the you're traveling to the future. And you bring ideas back, right, and you're right. in the past, and you find them. And so, do you think we'll ever go back? You, will you go back? I don't think I will go back. I want to go back as you know, in Venezuela, Venezuela. visiting and for vacation for sure. I want, I definitely want to, I want to do that. I love my geography. I love you know the fact that you know, it's my country. I, I right. was born there, everything. But uh, you know, I think for me it's going to be hard to go back and start living there. I don't know. Maybe that will change in in a few years, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to no, be No, So I was just in Tenerife and... Sí, por favor. Bueno, trae, déjame para probar la IPA y para no dejar. Si quieres darle un chupito, darle un chupito para que la pruebe antes y... Folks that left 70 years ago, and I've, I've said this already many times, but it's fine. Folks that left 70 years ago are coming back now to Tenerife. And their kids who were born in Venezuela are now coming back to Tenerife. Wow. So, you know, maybe your kids will get to yeah, definitely. <laughs> leave in Venezuela. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and, and maybe uh, at the time mm. it'll oh, be yeah, different. See? Sí. Sí, it's fruity. It's fruity. It's a lot, yeah. It's, it's tasty. Mm. It's, it's different. They call This is a, kind of like a, class, a classic IPA, mm. but they have some of the beers that are a lot more fruity, a lot more. They're different, not so bitter. Mm. That's what they call, they call, uh, they call it juice beer. Juice. They, they're, oh, they're, they're got, it, more, got it, got it, got yeah. it. But yeah, maybe 